It's 8.20 in the morning, and it's Monday, and it's August. And Nate Taylor is at class. Yay. He's taking a summer class. The idea is to keep fresh and avoid regression. Come on over. Nate sits across the table from his teacher, Emily Natoli Burns. Together, they focus on a sheet of paper that says, how does a ruler work? And they're all in inches, which makes it a little more straightforward. Nate is 17 years old and about to go into his junior year. Emily tells him that next year he'll be part of a regular homeroom, not the special education homeroom. It's just a general education homeroom, so it'll be a bigger homeroom in a different room. But it's not like special for kids with special needs or or, or anything? And then he wants to know if that means he'll be taking a different size bus to school. A medium-sized bus or going on a large group of kids, a noisy bus, big bus or medium bus? I thought you always went on the big bus. No, I never did. I was on a medium bus last year and and, and my freshman and sophomore year. Yeah, then you'll stay on the medium bus. But I want to be part of the normal society again. I'm Karen Shikurji. I'm a health reporter with WXXI in Rochester, New York. And this is Exited, a podcast about growing up and trying to find a place where you belong when you've been told your whole life that you're different. For almost a year, I've been following eight young people and their families as they navigate what some people call the cliff. The cliff is this moment in a young person's life when they leave the world of school for the adult world. By law, schools have to support students with disabilities until they turn 21 or get a diploma, whichever happens first. And when that happens, everything changes. We're starting in high school because what happens in high school often determines what you do next. And for the students like Nate, who don't easily fit into any one particular category, high school can get even more complicated. Clearly, Nate knows that the size bus he takes to school says something about him. Or, as his mother put it, ask any third grader what the smaller bus means and they'll tell you. It's transportation, but it's not just transportation. You want to ride on the larger bus? Is that what you're saying? Well, that's what I used to do when I was younger. Fitting in or not fitting in to a place is complicated for everyone. Spending time with Nate and other young people, I started to wonder... Is there a science to it? What is the stuff that makes us feel like we belong? So I talked to Greg Walton. I do research on how people make sense of themselves and social situations, how people come to understand whether they or people like them belong or can come to belong in a place. He's a psychologist at Stanford University, and he told me there are specific things that make you feel like you're in the right place. For me, uh, a big part of what it means is that you feel valued and respected and included uh, in a context. Not just included or liked, but really valued and respected. And those things, he says, matter. These things can change the trajectory of people's lives. Because if you feel like you fit in... Then people engage more. They reach out to other people. They go to a student group meeting. They hang out with friends more. Then they build relationships. And if you're a person who's got more relationships, that positions you 
uh, for better outcomes in the future. And when you're a teenager, a sense of belonging can carry even more weight. Your um, understanding of the broader world, of who you are and how that fits into the broader world is really expanding. Nate is kind of straddling two worlds in some ways. He takes some general education classes and some special classes. His teacher, Emily Natoli Burns, tells me she'll have Nate for special class English next year. And that'll involve getting him ready for one of New York's high school exit exams is, uh, called the it's Regents. Rigorous. It's more like an AP exam than it is the former Regents that we used to know. So we start working really early in the year. When you say the regents that we used to know, what are you referring to? So the regents exam for English was um, a listening portion, reading comprehension, and then two essays. They've changed it since the Common Core. And it's New York is one of 42 states that adopted Common essays, Core standards, and then the exams to graduate changed too. They've changed a lot at this, the state level. They've, they've made it a little bit more challenging, I think, for, for kids with disabilities. But that's just my opinion. Nate struggles with science and math tests, so he's not on track to graduate. Graduate as in get a diploma. The material is hard. You need to know this stuff. Some of the stuff you have to memorize. So what I've been struggling with is basically studying and getting good grades on it. Nate, you're doing bio this year, right? Yeah. Okay. Is that like uh, chemistry? No, chemistry no, no. usually chemistry do after bio. Well, chemistry, my parents are taking no, because it's like very hard. But I have to take, um, I'm taking animation two. That's exciting. What do you like about doing the animation? Animation is, it takes time, it's slow, painful, staking work. You have to adjust it. You have to make little little tweaks there and there and then every now and then. But if you do it if if, if you do it right, then you don't you, you have no then you're good. Yeah, it's just if if you make if well it's not that hard. You just need to focus on it. Do you think you might want to like do that as a as a job? I don't know if if. If, if that if, if that was an option, then yeah, I would I, I would go for it. Yeah. What we want is what every other single parent in New York State wants. This is Tracy Taylor, Nate's mother. We just want Nate to have the best opportunities. He is not going to be a Wall Street banker. He's not going to be a computer programmer, and that is okay. Like, we are okay. But to even have a shot at those best opportunities, a diploma is pretty much key. That diploma opens every single door. It's not just about employment. It's about any kind of continuing education. So the school system is great. You can stay until you're 21. And they are developing more and more programs to help vocationally and to get kids out there. But then at 21, you're done. I just want to say here, before we go any further, 
that an intellectual or developmental disability is not any one thing. Nate has ADHD and autism and anxiety, but these mean very different things for different people. Nate's story is just Nate's yeah, story. I keep things in orders. Like uh, you keep all your, when you record people, you like to make sure you keep it in nice fashion order. I do the same thing, except I don't record. And in his spare time, Nate has become an expert on the Titanic. I'll show you what I have for my Titanic tracings. These these ones take longer, and I hate to say it, they do um, hurt a little bit. Um, why, why do you stuff. say that they hurt? Um, it hurts my hand because I put too much pressure. What I did was, during the daytime, I could only do this when it was light. I had to put, I had to tape two printed paper and just use blank sheets, sheets of paper, tape them on my window. That's what I used to do. If you put it together, you see mm -hmm. what it really looks like. Yeah, very nice. This is the Titanic. Mm -hmm. Put it. What's what's this over here? That's a lifeboat growing okay. away, and okay. those are icebergs. Uh -huh. So the um, this is supposed to be water. Just, uh -huh. you know, it's, at this point, it's. When he was showing me his artwork, it happened to be the last day of the school year. How are you feeling about that that science test science that you do have to take? Science has been hard for this year. My parents told me for when I do do my final, they don't care if I f pass or fail. They just told me to just at least try your best, work very hard, and then what happens is what happens. And yeah. New York is the only state in the country where passing regents tests equals a diploma. Right now, the state graduates only half of their students with disabilities. The national average is more like two-thirds. New York used to have an easier route for students with disabilities, but they took it away. And now Tracy wants them to bring back or create a realistic option for her son. You know, making a different diploma option for kids is not taking anything away from the other students. It's just offering kids who have more challenges but are successful in a different way, a different way to have achievement and a different way to have access to being independent in their life. This sort of system doesn't set the kids up for being independent when they really transition out. It leaves them dependent on families. Tracy and Jim Taylor are not the only parents worried their kid isn't being given a fair shot. I'll start off very quickly by saying uh, the following. This is New York but State Senator Todd to Kaminsky. Boil what being American means down to one definition. It's the ability to fulfill your potential, the freedom to do that. You could be whatever you want. And when anything gets in the way of that, we have to fight it. And we have to fight it hard. This is a recording from a public forum held on Long Island earlier this year. Parents and teachers and school administrators are gathered in a large auditorium. One by one, they walk up to a podium and address a group of lawmakers and state ed officials. What we're doing in New York State is not equitable. They're all basically asking for the same thing, a realistic option to get a diploma. And by the way, which state you live in matters on this front. Half the states in the country have one diploma option, and the other half have multiple options. States with one option have better graduation rates for students with disabilities. New York isn't one of those states. Here's that same parent at the forum. 
Last week, my husband and I had a conversation that in order for my son to be able to get a high school diploma, he's going to have to move out of state. And a recently retired teacher. I'm asking you to give our individualized students, give them a chance to get a high school diploma. They deserve it. Another parent and organizer. New York State Ed, the place where dreams go to die. And another parent. If we allow these kids to fail every day, aren't you in fact failing? Because isn't it your job to help them? I tried to talk to the education department many times, 24 to be exact, but they wouldn't talk to me on the record. Instead, a spokesperson sent a short statement. It said, diploma policy changes are, quote, about providing different avenues, equally rigorous for kids to demonstrate they are ready to graduate with a meaningful diploma. Okay, great. So we're recording over here. But I did reach someone on the Board of Regents. They're the ones in charge of making education policy. Do you feel like the way it's set up now is is reasonable? No. This is Roger Tillis. He's one of 17 people on the board. We have kids that graduate from a high school and don't have one of the Regents tests, and they can't get a job as the janitor in that school because they don't have a diploma. He acknowledges things aren't working. The state is not helping. Why do you say that? Why do you think that is? Because I I don't think that the state requirement to pass five regents tests or even four with some kind of waiver is indicative of whether somebody is going to um, graduate college or do well in a job or do well in the military. I don't think there's any correlation that I've ever seen. Tillis tells me the reason New York eliminated the original safety net diploma option was to encourage students to go for the more challenging ones. A lot of special ed kids before this was put into place were tracked into a non-regents curriculum, and a lot of those kids could be passing regents tests. So that was the main reason we pushed them into a higher level. Now we have to make sure that there is a reasonable pathway for them. It's like, I get the whole, the whole concept of we want to raise the bar and all, all, all of this, but again, to what level? This is Bill Calla, a former superintendent of Fairport, New York schools. You know, if I use the analogy of archery and we have a target, Okay, we have our circular target, and we're going to aim and shoot at it. But we're going to raise the target, and we're going to raise it higher and a little farther. I may not hit it. I may not hit that target, but I'll get closer to it. So there's a real value in having um, goals, but they, they have to be somewhat attainable. Since these policy changes happened, there have been so many different attempts to make a diploma more attainable. And for some students with disabilities, the current options are within reach. Today, I'm going to be talking about my final, my final exam. But for students like Nate, that's not the case. This is from an audio diary he sent me. So yesterday, I found my mom told me that I did poorly on it. And that is disappointing because I thought I put in my best effort. 
but I feel I can do better. But it's hard. After hearing more and more about Nate's experience, I decided to call Regent Tillis back. I wanted to ask if he knows the system isn't working and the regions are the ones in charge, why not change it? It's a very good question. It's been, you know, sitting in the back of our brains, but it hasn't been a major topic of discussion. He says that the Board of Regents has been busy with Common Core and other things, and that the board hasn't reviewed test requirements in general. Haven't reviewed it in, in quite some time. We've done piecemeal pieces. I mean, like the, the special ed exemption and, and this and that, but nothing that looked at the, at the whole requirement. Since the Board of Regents has passed so many policies specifically for the special education population, right? Why hasn't this been, you know, why hasn't this been part of that? Because uh, we were not looking at the, at the big picture. The amount of students with disabilities who won't get a diploma through the state's new safety nets is not yet known. Data won't be available until early next year. For now, any option to get a diploma still has a minimum score for math. And that means Nate is being tracked in other directions, toward a CDOS, a what you ask, a CDOS. C-D-O-S, and I'm forever forgetting what that stands for, so you'll excuse me. Which is the, and I'm, uh, I'm always, bl- I'm always uh, blanking on the whole CDOS. It's called the career... Shoot. Career Development Occupational. And that's called the CDOS Credential, which is the New York State Career Development and Occupational Standards Credential. There's a mouthful, right? New York created the CDOS four years ago. The idea is that it sets students up for entry-level work. While they're in high school, they do career and technical training. And it's no longer a diploma. It's a certificate. This is Bill Calla again. This has done great harm to kids because employers want to see a diploma. They don't want to see a certificate. You could call it whatever you want, and the state could invent anything they want, but it's not spelled D-I-P-L-O-M-A. Somewhere in the back of my head, I knew that diplomas were a big deal, but I didn't fully understand just how much until I started looking into all of this. You need one if you want to go to college for a degree. You need one in most cases to get financial aid from the government. You need one if you want to go into the military, and you definitely need one to check the diploma box on a job application. The CDOS is controversial, and not just because no one seems to know what it stands for, but because students train for entry-level work and then leave high school without the very thing they need to get a job, a diploma. Does this make sense? Well, (laughs) uh, I'm sure it makes sense to someone. I went to see Sue Flood, the Director of Student Services for Special Education in West Arondecoit. She's been in the field for 30 years. I've seen a lot, (laughs) as my gray hair shows. (laughs) She's also just about the only person who currently works inside a school district who would talk to me. The Pittsford School District, where Nate lives, wasn't available. So here, I'm trying to understand how the CDOS plays out after school. 
So if I walked in to fill out a job application somewhere, is there, for example, a box like there is on many job applications as a high school diploma and you check the box or you don't check the box, is there, is there one for, for CDOS in New York State? Karen, I think you're getting at the question. That's the great question because, you know, our educational system is importing um, value to this credential, but we're not, we're the sending body. We're not the receiving body. And so if I suddenly told you that I want to use this pencil for money to buy your microphone, and I value this pencil, but really you've got to find value in it. If you don't find value in my pencil, it's worthless. It sounded to me like kids on the CDOS track were being funneled to nowhere. Here's the thing. I'm a health reporter. The world of education policy was somewhat new to me before we did this segment. So I'm sure this isn't true, but while I was reporting this, I kept thinking that it just seems like the people in charge are making these things up as they go along. No one can tell me that kids, even with significant disabilities, don't understand that at the end of school, the end of your time in school, your peers, your siblings, your cousins, your community members and neighbors earn a diploma. And now these kids are earning what's called a credential. They can have the best teachers and the best curriculum and the best performance possible, but they're not allowed to earn a diploma. I think it's a disadvantage in looking at our society that we are separating a group and calling it other. And I think it's a message to those students and to those parents that in some way their students are looked on as different still. I didn't know about it until my parents told me about it. I'm sitting with Nate at his kitchen table. His parents are standing off to the side. And when I told, and Nate, when they told me, I was in middle school and they told me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they told me that they sat me down and on the, on, in their room, told me, Nate, there's something we need to tell you. And I'm like, okay, what? And they said, Nate, um, you have autism. And I was like, what's autism? And they, they explained it to me, and I was just, I burst in tears. I, I, I don't, I didn't know why, but I just couldn't, I just overpowering. But after a few, after an hour or two, I, I pulled it together, and I started to grasp the re, re, reality of the situation, and I didn't let it stand in the way. One Saturday afternoon, Tracy and Nate invited me to come out with them. Yes, some people can be crazy here, but that's what Comic-Con is all about. If you've never been inside a Comic-Con before, let me tell you, the costumes are elaborate. It's chaos, but people are beaming. They're walking around with their chests puffed out and proud. Okay, everybody, who's here for the cosplay contest? The costume contest was supposed to start about an hour ago, 
And Nate keeps circling around the crowd, looking for someone in charge. Finally, a woman dressed like an archer tells him, you got to go to the back of the line. Which, which category did you sign up for? Novice. This is the line for novice, so okay. you should go to the back and it's against the ropes. All right, okay, got it. Today, from head to toe, Nate is Batman. He's wearing a real leather mask that's making his face sweat. Tracy keeps asking if he wants to take it off for a minute, but Nate refuses. On your chin, do you want to take that off really? No, I'm not taking it off in front of everybody. Secret secret identity. Coming here, Nate says, is all about seeing custom-made costumes. Oh yeah, I know this character. He seems anxious about the weight, but mostly just jazzed and happy. Yeah, uh, it's my second year uh, going to Comic-Con. My first year doing this. Finally, the line starts to move. Okay, so I can't go out there with you, okay? I know. All right. I know. Batman's mom seems anxious. She sits down on the ground right where the stage area ends and the audience area begins. He walks onto the stage. Hundreds of people are watching. Phones out, judging. Hi. Who are you? I'm Batman. Very nice. This is awesome. I love this. I think we have to take a to pose for this one. He poses for a photo, swishes his cape, and walks off the stage. episodes of Exited, and to see photos, go to our website, exitedpodcast.org. You can find us on Twitter using the hashtag ExitedPodcast. I'm Karen Shikurji. Exited is produced by Veronica Volk. Denise Young is our executive editor. Our digital producer is Juan Vasquez. Melinda Ruit is our intern. Elisa Orlando is the senior vice president of television and news. Our news director is Randy Gorbman. More episodes of Exited are on the way. You'll meet young people going through different kinds of transitions, like leaving college. I've always been being nervous about the future of mine. Facing the uncertainty of sheltered workshops. Honestly, it's quite overwhelming and quite disheartening. Settling into a day habilitation program. So that means I'm going to a a better life. And negotiating family dynamics at home. You know, every day's different. I'm going to do what I can for both of my kids. Exited is a production of the Inclusion Desk at WXXI. The Inclusion Desk is funded in part by the Golisano Foundation, supporting Move to Include programming on WXXI and working toward a more inclusive community. This program is a production of WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.